book of Galatians, Paul says that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Think about that for a second. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So today, I want to begin with some quotes about freedom to get us thinking about this treasured gift that humanity longs for and embraces because this is how we are created. Much of what Peter is talking about today is what we do with the liberty that we have been given. So we want to think a little bit about freedom is from a few different voices. We start with one from Epictetus, who was a Greek Stoic philosopher not long after the time of Jesus. Is freedom anything else than the right to live as we wish? Nothing else. Albert Einstein, the brilliant physicist, wrote this, Everything that is really great and inspiring is created by the individual who can labor in freedom. Rosa Parks, the brave civil rights leader in our own country, said this, I would like to be remembered as a person who wanted to be free so other people would also be free. Chelsea Silverstein, the writer who helps us see life differently, said, Comfortable shoes and the freedom to leave are the two most important things in life. That's a theology. Malala Yousafzai, the young Pakistani leader who won the Nobel Peace Prize, says this, I am free to be authentic and free to be educated. I am free to be truthful, outspoken, courageous, and equal. I am free to be a discoverer of new things and a leader of people. The 17th century French Catholic Archbishop, Francois Fanilon, says this, as long as anything in this world means anything to you, your freedom is only a word. You are like a bird that is held by a leash. You can only fly so far. And lastly, from George MacDonald, the Scottish pastor and author who lived mostly in the 19th century, free will is not the liberty to do whatever one likes, but the power of doing whatever one sees ought to be done, even in the very face of otherwise overwhelming impulse. There lies freedom indeed. Last week, we studied the words Peter wrote about how the church is made up of living stones, people who have been made alive by Christ. And we saw how Peter was encouraging the church by reminding them and all of us how we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own chosen. Peter says it's an honor to know Christ because Christ himself is chosen and precious in the Lord's sight. And we are given this honor of knowing Christ so that we might proclaim the excellencies of God who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. In the scripture today, Peter is telling us what it means to live in the real world as the church. All that has come before this scripture is considered to be the introduction. 
And now Peter is getting to the main point of his letter. Verse 11 is a pivot to the rest of the message. I'm going to read the passage, and then we're just going to spend a few minutes looking to see what Peter is trying to tell us. And what he's trying to tell us has to do with freedom. This is a meaningful passage for our communion meditation today. 1 Peter 2, 11 through 17. Beloved, I urge you as aliens and exiles to abstain from the desires of the flesh that wage war against the soul. Conduct yourselves honorably among the Gentiles so that though they malign you as evildoers, they may see your honorable deeds and glorify God when he comes to judge. For the Lord's sake, be subject to every human authority, whether to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to praise those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing right, you should silence the ignorance of the foolish. As servants of God, live as free people, yet do not use your freedom as a pretext for evil. Honor everyone, love the family of believers, fear God, honor the emperor. Let's pray. Lord, you are here. Speak to us, God, through your living word. Cook in our hearts and our minds. God, help us not to go through life asleep. Help us not, God, to be cynical or bored. Jesus. What does your living word have to say to us today? We don't know it all. We don't know everything. We come humbly, God, humbly to your table with the words that you want your followers, your chosen to know. Amen. So let's talk for a few minutes here about uh, what Peter has to say to our souls, uh, remembering Jesus' death and resurrection uh, in a time of communion. So in verses 11 and 12, Peter calls the church beloved. This is a term of unconditional love. And I want us just to sink into that word beloved for just a minute. Peter is saying that God's people are worthy of his love. God's people are worthy of the time that Peter has spent to write this letter. We are the beloved of the Lord. Peter wants us to live into that identity. He wants us to remember that. In the New Testament, beloved means dear, esteemed, favorite. Mm. As the beloved of God, Peter reminds them, you are the beloved of God and you are aliens and exiles in this world. This is a big idea in Peter that we're going to talk about several times through the rest of the book. Peter framed the reality of the followers of Christ, the experience that we have of living in the world. Like Abraham who struck out of where he was from to find a new country. Like the Israelites who were slaves in Egypt. Those who follow Jesus are temporary residents. Our true home is someplace else. Living on earth is our present condition, not our permanent home. So Peter exhorts the church to abstain from the desires of the flesh, which rage against the soul. This is another way of Peter saying, live holy lives. He's already said that. We've already talked about that. This is core to being a believer. Christians have sometimes interpreted this as pleasure is bad. 
But that is not what this is saying. That is not the point. We are designed. We are designed by God for pleasure. He is the one who creates us to enjoy. But it's when that pleasure gets centered on ourselves. It's when we become the idol, when we become the center, that we have veered off from what God means for us to enjoy pleasure. Abstain here means to distance ourselves. So Peter is saying, distance yourself from what is not holy. Distance yourself from what is not healthy. Stay away from it. Honor God. And we think we are people who have been given so much freedom. And it's easy for us to listen to the message that you can do whatever you want. You're a free person. You can do whatever you want. But the New Testament consistently tells us, keep yourselves from anything that takes you away from God. How should we conduct ourselves? Peter says, honorably. He says, regardless of how others speak against you for believing in Christ, use your freedom to engage in honorable deeds that glorify God. And we think, hmm, Christians are not portrayed in a very good light. Christians are seen today as anti-intellectual, hypocritical, judgmental, hateful, corrupt, self-serving, violent, superstitious. And Peter, echoing Jesus here, urges the church, don't fight back in kind. Instead, Peter is insisting that freely choosing to do good in the world matters eternally because it brings glory to God to whom we answer. Now listen, I'm not saying that we aren't some of those things. What I'm saying is when you are that, stop being that, get forgiveness and live holy lives. But sometimes we are called those things when really that isn't our intention or our life. So don't allow that to bother you. That's what I'm saying. All right. Verses 13 through 15 are kind of interesting. Again, one hallmark of the early church was to submit to the institutions of human authority while still living out faith with integrity. And that meant that sometimes they came up against the leaders. Most of the disciples, like Jesus, were killed for living their faith out loud because those in charge considered them to be a threat. And Peter's words are for his time, for the followers of Christ who were being increasingly persecuted. And these words have served as guidance throughout the centuries for Christians to submit to their leaders because the overarching theme here again is that we live as kingdom people first. And we who have such freedom in our country sometimes have difficulty understanding many of the painful circumstances God's people have lived in and continue to live in. And Peter might say that the Christian lives by the laws of God's kingdom first, being mindful to obey the laws where they reside while remembering that their citizenship is in heaven. And at times, this puts Christians at odds with earthly leaders. And Peter seems to be saying that Christians should try to live in a way, you should try to live in a way that you are praised by the authorities and not punished by them. But that isn't always possible. 
And this is something that every believer needs to work out in their context, in their time, of what that means and what that looks like. It is God's will, Peter says, that by doing right, again, answering to the Lord and acting as if Jesus would have us act, that can look like a lot of different things. That when we act as Jesus would act, that that would silence the ignorance of the foolish. In other words, that our actions, peaceful or oppositional, would lead to truth. Verses 16 and 17 is where Peter bluntly tells the church to live with the freedom that we have been offered, but to not perpetuate evil with it. Don't use the gift that you have been given to work against the one who gave it to you. And we think, Lord, I'm sorry for the times that in rebelliousness and in the times when I thought that I knew better than you, that I used my freedom to work against you, to work against the freedom that you, you so graciously gave me. We are free. We are free from sin. We are free from earthly ideals and from the despair and hopelessness of our world. And how, Peter says, how should you use your freedom? Use your freedom, he says, to honor everyone to love the church, to fear God, to honor those who rule in your time, even if that means speaking out for truth. In Peter's time, it was the emperor, the same one who would actively vilify Christians, who would use them as sport, who would put them to death and encourage more and more persecution against them. Peter is echoing Jesus here saying, pray for your enemies and do good to those who harm you. Live as free people. So we began by talking about how it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Paul was saying that because he was saying how we can serve others in the name of the Lord. There is so much joy in that. And so as we think about that, let's remember what Jesus says when he's about to go to the cross in John. Because it has bearing on our conversation today. And it's on your screen. The reason my father loves me, Jesus says, is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. In our scripture today, Peter is calling the church to the same thing that Jesus did by taking the freedom we have been giving, given and use it to serve others. We are here today because God has created a beautiful world for us to enjoy, but also died so that we can experience true freedom in our souls. With his death, we have been freed from the bad that we've done and the good that we neglected to do. We're not defined by our past, but we are defined by the love that God has for us. And Peter is saying to be like the Lord, take what you have freely been given and to offer that freedom to others. So from our scripture today, I have a few questions. Are your temptations at war with your soul? We call that conviction of the Holy Spirit. Don't ignore that. Listen to the nudging by freely coming to the Lord in repentance. Are you behaving honorably to the non-believers in your life? 
If not, commit this day to make changes again by the power of the Holy Spirit so you will glorify God as a witness to the reality of his presence in your life. Do you realize that we cannot be witnesses of the reality of the presence of God's love if we are not loving? We have to live in integrity and consistency with who the Spirit of God is making us to be. For the next few weeks, we're going to be talking a lot about submission, which is both an action and an attitude according to Jesus. And vilifying others with whom we don't agree, with whom we disagree, is easy sport. And when our investment in earthly matters make us forget that we are aliens and exiles here, that this is not our home, we need to think more eternally. So how would God instruct you about that today? And is there someone you need to forgive? Lastly, how is it that you are using the freedom that you have been given? Peter says, use your freedom to honor to honor everyone, regardless of how they treat you, regardless of what you think about them. Use your freedom to lift others up, to love the church, to fear God. Jesus gave his life so we might be free to serve others in this way. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about the Free Methodist Church of Santa Barbara, you can visit us online at fmcsb.org. We pray this message has been a blessing to you.